This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. few new patrons this month well done thank you everybody thanks very much to everyone who supported us on patreon <laughs> and thank you to thank you to everyone who sent on their address for the totes i um have sorted them and there's some interesting patterns have emerged looking at people's addresses well and like where this stuff being posted a lot of scientists Follow us and enjoy the creep dive, like researchers. Why are they all living in a place like called in Science Building? Science uh, Researchville. Yeah. Um, no, but just like a lot of people working in like research lab, X hospital, all over the country. Um, so a lot of academics, a lot of people have PhD in their email signatures. So that was interesting. If you don't, you matter too. Mm. <laughs> and also a lot of people from Rathfarnham which is great because it's a creepy place you're always going banging on about Rathfarnham no I bang on about Knockline similar same mm. close together diff. isn't one kind of seeping into the other no so here's the difference Rathfarnham has things like a Chinese and a shopping centre and a park whereas Knockline is just the ghettos <laughs> houses upon houses upon houses of dog fuckers no dog fuckers but there are some murders which we'll get to in time. Oh my God, the dog fucker from last week. Fucking still. hell, still haunting me. I didn't read it properly before I read it to you guys. <laughs> and it's the bit with the chain in the bathroom. I know, and all the hair. And the clumps of hair and blood. Oh. Sorry about that. I should have, I think <laughs> I would have. I'm sorry about that and bringing it up again. Just reigniting You just have the to pro- process. Um, <laughs> it's a really tough, tough thing to forget. Heard about, yeah. 
Great feedback on the cheerleader murder, though. A very good one. That was a solid creep. So, so good. And if you need an antidote to creep dive and you haven't watched Cheer, you swing straight over there after here and it gets rid of the bad taste in your soul. Yeah, so watch Cheer. But then pause for a second and think about all the people who didn't make the team. They didn't make the mat. Not even you the people who didn't make the, the mat. mat, but the people who didn't make the team. What about the people who grew up in Ireland in the 90s and we never even had the chance? What's the story with the dud one who speaks real slow and is vaping all the time but can flip real good? Lexi. What's I her think deal? Went, um, I think things went a little downhill for her after. She was, I'm sorry to say, what a dud. She was very kind of like flaccid. On the wrong path. She does the slow. It's just get to the point. <laughs> Can't say she's slow. So much. No, no. In terms of speed, speed of speech, there was incredible. I could, you could feel like the cameraman's arm. Was <laughs> he was drifting off? Drift down a little. <laughs> just come on, pick it up there, Lexi. I know. See? And I think if you find yourself at a point in your life where you are saying that you've never had kind of friends and you've never been accepted kind of in general by the people you encounter you need to take a look at yourself common denominator so what that's really mean poor Lexi (laughs) so what growing up in a care system did she think so look she hasn't had that was sort of the theme wasn't it of the the whole show difficult backgrounds Lexi was likable she just didn't have the right environment she could just do a handstand from her very early age. I would recommend Reddit. Do you know what's crazy? to Reddit, Lexi. They're still all there waiting for you. But, you know, you just got to, you know. But I hear that. You see a pattern. Like pretending I don't know. I hear that she's back on the team. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If you don't listen to Cheer or, or have watched it. Is she back on a team? She's back on something. No, she's I back think- at the college, Navarro, and back on the kind of like wider squad. But that's not right. on the map. Yeah, Gotta but that's get on fine. Mat. At least she's back is in she college. So. But she's she's like she flaked off, so she can't hardly just come back and resume exactly. Where Do she we all was. just this think she was caught new, with drugs? By the way, spin yeah, off pod, uh, cheer the cheer dive. <laughs> so how are we all creep of the week? First of all, it's Terry McMahon and Paddy Houlihan. So Paddy Houlihan has got which one's the M the MMA what a fighter? Yeah, he is the world's. Biggest scrotum, but in a kind of a, he would, uh, in a non good way. <laughs> he so, is a human version of the space between an asshole and look, where the balls begin. Yeah, he is. He's, what is it? The sparse? The bars. What the, the fuck <laughs> is wrong with him? He is problematic, to what say the least. What was he thinking? Right. So he said loads of things on his podcast this week, which has gotten him in trouble. First, started off with comments about Leo Radiker. They were a bit mean. Then racist, I think, is the phrase. Racist, you're for. But yeah, they were, and also that like they were homophobic, and a family man should be running the country. Oh, that just was terrible. really awful things. Is he just trying to kind of? No, I think he. Tr- I think he to, really believes this. I right, think he really, really does. Mm-hmm. And I think after that, he should have deleted himself off the internet, but he didn't. Then someone Self-cancel. else, cancel. Someone else uncovered another episode of a podcast in which he talked about. That's making me feel bad. Though. Bag. He said a lot of shit over the years, Sophie. Go on. No, but they're coming d- for us. Like they will. Whatever. It's just a fact. We yeah. The only not people you who come for soul, us, but like Jen I and I will be cancelled before long. Um, the only Mother people who would come for Dead. us will be murderers and con artists who are upset 
Anyway, back to this. So Paddy Hoolahan then, who's like our our overarching creep of the week, he then made comments about scumbag women who were lying. Sorry, uh, just like to correct you there. Uh, Scumbag children who were uh, female children who were screwing over scumbag children who were screwing over uh, those poor, uh, poor, poor athletes athlete. who were just trying to get their adult consensual men. adult male sex Whole. thing. And there's these evil girl Fucking children. Fuck those kids. <laughs> but like, <laughs> as in, fuck them. They're always trying to get one over on you. And I appreciate, I agree in that respect. Kids are always trying to get one over on me. But they're not but seducing you. I'm not trying to seduce them. Mm. So I think... That's the difference. What a fucking idiot. Oh, he's he's a prick. And then it got worse. When in fairness, he had... It was a, with, with Terry McMahon, wasn't he, when he was talking about the scumbag women. No, oh, yeah. Podcast? Who's Terry? So Terry's an Terry Irish McMahon director. is a filmmaker. And um, he... A clip started circulating where he basically um, is bigging up his son, who's 24, and... Because um, he gets up and he makes films with his camera that he bought for himself. And he downloaded the editing software, and uh, he's a quote-unquote self-made man. Right. And he's doing that a lot of MMA fighting fine. filming. Which fine all sounds so exactly far. fine, yeah. exactly. But then he moved on to his 19-year-old daughter, whose favourite word, apparently, is the patriarchy. And according to... Mr. McMahon spends all day, every day. Uh, what was it? There was an actual line about... Doing fuck all that... <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, there was a line about victim. Like peddling her victimhood or something oh, like yeah, that. Peddling her victimhood against, against, against a white privileged man and why she'll never be equal and blah, blah, blah. And doing sweet fuck all. And my son has given her opportunities and she's fucked every one Ooh. of them. It was a, a horrible tirade, misogynistic. Against his own and, daughter. Um, humiliating for his daughter. And um, yeah, kind of, I suppose taking a hard line for the sake of being controversial. Mm. Somewhat. Like, I don't know. I went for an old scoot round uh, Twitter memory lane of Terry McMahon's uh, account and his pinned tweet is don't give a damn if you're male, female or trans, local, foreign or just visiting, left, right or ambidextrous asexual, bisexual or unisexual, religious, atheist or an actual fucking unicorn, you are welcome to Ireland with the only single request being this, don't be a cunt So I was about to say (laughs) I could have finished that off (laughs) That's so funny, me and him obviously so I don't know. It's confusing. Right. Let's just say. Yeah, but he's he's obviously said that for the point of the tweet, right? And he yeah. said all of he's hit on all of the kind of touch points that have been politically, you know, in the in the spotlight for the last couple of years, right? So he's touching on trans issues. He's touching on gender. He's touching on um, sexuality. He's touching on Is he touching, touching on, on religion. Children? But he's still not getting the fucking <laughs> it's just point. A joke. You were asking for it. It's a funny phrase. He's touching he's, against things. Okay. He's and he's doing all these things because he knows Botage. that they're he knows that these are the controversial points. But the whole the underlying sentiment in these things should be that it really doesn't matter what you are, who you are, what your beliefs are. Mm. Which is which is not a sentiment he feels because he's just going up against his daughter now because he thinks that she's a feminist and a pain in the ass blah 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 like he doesn't believe what he said in that pin mm. tweet okay, he's just maybe saying it for the sake he intended of it. us to take it more literally and 
by don't be a cunt, you just meant don't be a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't have a cunt. Don't have a cunt. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. Thanks um, for that. Maybe Terry. he'll come back to us. <laughs> two um, lovely creeps. Thank you. <laughs> of oh. the two, I'm going to take Paddy. I'm going to give it to Terry as the as the big creep. Yeah. All right. Congratulations to both. Well done, guys. Your totes on the way. I ha- I have a parasite. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait for parasite to come out. It's just weeks away, lads. What do you mean? Oh, your, your little parasite. No. Oh, this one. Oh, no, not this parasite. Well, yeah, this is weeks away as well. But your, no parasite the the film that's coming out at the end of February. It's what? going to be fucking brilliant. You know, it's just funny how we both assumed you referred to your unborn child as a parasite. Which I really yeah. do. Yeah. It's sucking the absolute life out of me. Absolutely. Um, but no, no, parasite's a new film. New film. New film alert that I've been hotly anticipating since a f- fucking November. Oh, I hate when you get an L trailer early in November, like Portrait of a Woman on Fire or a Lady on Fire. It looks absolutely gripping. It's coming sometime February 2020. Ugh. I saw the trailer months ago. I'm so out of the loop. Now, I have a film related creep. Excellent. Do you want to hear about my parasite? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. for it. Six weeks of sickness. You were very, very sick. We were on tour. I'm so sorry <laughs> for everything I put you through. Then... After stool sample, I have this guardia, this sort of pretty, it's not rare in other countries, but it's really rare here, this parasite. And the doctor was like, oh, I'll have to report this to the HSE. And I was like, why? Oh, no. And he said, oh, we can, like this, you've, I've got to report things that are sort of like the, in case, you know, I don't know. Where this have spread. you been? What yeah. have you been doing? This thing usually hangs out in lakes. Lakes? lakes. And uh, in sort of warm lakes. And I was like, I haven't been doing any of that. And he was like very unusual. So um, anyway, anyway, I'm on these super antibiotics. They get what? So I'm currently feeling fucking amazing mm-hmm. and realizing how sick I must have been over the you last. You were very sick, and while. now you're very high. I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, then, so the HSE have been calling like every day, mm-hmm. and then they passed it on to some other agency who have calling who. So I. So they wanted a stool sample. I have to give another stool sample to this other crew. <laughs> I mean, this is so you. And the guy like arrives on in a, cur- a courier arrives with like the. To I don't pick think up your I don't know if he knows what it is, but I was like, Can you, "Do you want to wait there?" <laughs> like <laughs> to give him a fresh one. To give him a fresh, and he was like, oh, "I can come back." And I was like, "Um, anyway, whatever." So, uh, so yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't want to implicate a place that I think I got it. No, you can't. I'm not going to do that, right? Do you have a theory? Fuck yes, We've heard I have the a theory. theory. Oh, have I? Yeah. So, <gasps> you know, you know where I've been. Of course. And if um, it's in Ireland. Okay, now. easy now. Anyway, the HSE are very interested about that. <gasps> wow. That is mad. But they won't answer any questions. So I'm like, so how many cases of, uh, you know, is there a bit of a... If this Why are you is, so interested in me? If you happen to break... The person who breaks this wide open, this is going to be like a spin-off Creep Dive special. Well, you won't let me say anything. No, but it has to be proven first, Jen. Right. Well, it's not been. Okay. And it, it, so we'll see what happens next. So this is kind of a creep going nowhere. But Watch Guardia this space. has been, it is amazing how long I've had this thing. It's been very long. And, and I'm the shadow of my former self. Honest God, one third of yourself. Weight wise. Mm. But it's amazing like how long you let shit go before you'll sort of go to the doctor. And you literally let shit go everywhere. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Both ends. Your shit's on a regional tour. But you know, when you, you're looking after kids, there's a lot going on. 
But um, so anyway, that's my creep tip. Go to the fucking doctor sooner if you've been unwell for an extended period of time or you think you've been unwell. You or could you have an exciting parasite like I do. I'm on these antibiotics the they Midlands. call the nukes. <laughs> now she's getting Why feisty. are you allowed to say it? I'm not saying anything. Anyway, <laughs> I'm on these nuke antibiotics. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. Excellent. Fascinating. I could be, at this, you're right, I could be on the kind of precipice of a bust it wide open she's mm-hmm. story. She's zero. I'm you patient, patient zero. And well, what so do much I know? time with her. I, well, that's true too. And she's a heavy breather. But we haven't spent any time with her in warm lakes. You'd have to eat some of my shit. I haven't done that. <laughs> Knowingly. <laughs> but she could have some of it on her hand and we're all sharing a bag of buttons here in the centre of the table. I'm, yeah. I'm no longer contagious. <laughs> or am I? Look. Anyway, that's okay. my... Go on, come on, give us a it. movie. Give us a movie well, we breakdown. we talk about a contagion of a different kind. Absolutely. You are going to hate this one, Cass. Great. I almost didn't want to do it because I got so superstitious about researching it. Oh, is this got a touch of Christ? Especially when Prego in my ego. Has it got a touch of... Touch it of? has way more than touches of Christ. What's okay. the phrase again? Have you Christ. Touched against... What was that Fratage. phrase you used to get oh, about off. Terry? Touching on. Touching, touching off. off. This massively touches off Christ. He was touching off his, his daughter there quite heavily, wasn't he? Jennifer. <laughs> that was a joke. Just say something absolutely horrific. Get it out of your system. Just get it out. Go on. Go on. It's not me, it's the parasite. That's it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, what if it I don't think you should publicly touch it off your child. Don't. Pub- ever so publicly. Publicly do it. <laughs> Anyway, so I thought I'd do a a creep dive into The Exorcist. Oh, brilliant. Everyone is, uh, a lot of people say this to us. Oh, yes. We have always heard of that the whole production around the film of The Exorcist. Haunted. Was cursed. Yes. And it's one of those things that I feel like we were all just taking as gospel. Um, But actually, is it? truly that bad it's I've heard it from our creep type listeners on loads of different films what do you know I know a person died I know that I what do I believe to be true at least nine people connected to the production died well hang on everyone dies everyone does die that's true so statistically speaking we're 100% (laughs) likely to die but (laughs) lots yeah go on tell us more of what you kind of have heard according to our creep type listeners everybody Involved died in some pretty haunted, horrific way way in the film. (laughs) Spiritually. Including the main characters. Emotionally. Injuries. Somewhat. The small girl. Lots of injuries and and kind of... But I remember watching a making of. I think it's maybe at the end of the film. And the bed she was on. Yeah. It was so violent. So the... Yeah, they had her attached to a board. That's right, yeah. That crew members literally reefed up and down. Yeah, amazing. More harm didn't come. Linda to Blair didn't suffer as badly as the woman who played the mother, Ellen Bernstein. Why? So she had a sp- like she incurred a spinal injury that plagued her for life afterwards. For, by I don't remember anything. By, oh, maybe getting fucked around just the room. Just getting a bit. fucked around the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start just a bit before uh, the movie. This, by the way, it's it's that and more. Okay. It's all that and more, to be honest. I actually genuinely started to get so creeped out about this whole thing that I said a little prayer uh, <laughs> this morning. I also would like to say that I, I devoted my entire baby moon. There we go. Thank oh you, Oh, my Jenna. gosh. 
keep just keep going. This so thing's good. like four minutes long. So I devoted my entire baby moon to researching this creep. Um, it's a bit distracting. It's just a quality time mm-hmm. spent with Seb, spent ignoring Seb as I researched this. Um, also, side note, on the baby moon, we were discussing baby names. And I said, what about Jeffrey Dahmer White? <laughs> and Seb said, no, like everyone will think of Epstein. And I was like, or Jeffrey Dahmer. It's good to have somebody in your marriage who's quite different to you. Okay, back in the but room. But a valid point as well. Jeffrey is just off the cards for everyone now. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, people no. may or may not know that the Exorcist novel written by uh, William Blatty um, in the early 70s was based on a true story. I didn't, didn't know. Oh, sorry, I your man says that at the start of the film. Uh, yeah, I think there's a title card, isn't there? But, okay, so the true story that it's based on uh, happened in 1949. And so the author, William Blatty, read an article from the Washington Post when he was young um, and it stayed with him forever. And the journalist who wrote the article always said that the story haunted him as well, like through his life. And, I mean, in a way, that journalist could even be counted as one of the casualties of The Exorcist in that he died by suicide in the 90s. Oh, my God. Never having recovered I've, from what he had seen when he covered this story. Oh, my God. Of this boy. I remember reading a story boy. when I was younger that has haunted me for life. And it is the girl who jumped out of her window and broke both of her legs because she realized that Garth Gates didn't love her. <laughs> and I, I think about it. That. I, I think about her. That. I think about her all the time, and I have not been able to find it on the internet anywhere. But I definitely read in a teen magazine there was a girl who was so obsessively in love with Garrett Gates, and then when she was like she's only thirteen or fourteen, the had this moment of realization that he would never know that she existed or love her, and in despair she jumped out of her window, broke both her legs. But like, like a, just a second story normal house window, <laughs> just a semi D, yeah, just over the ground, probably. Just on, onto a sloping um, driveway. <laughs> but you know what people need to think about now is Florence Pugh and Zach Braff. Florence Pugh being whatever, 25 years younger than Zach Braff. Fancied him when she, she was younger. She could have jumped out a second story window with the realisation that the Zach Braff would never know her and never love her. And now they're like, you know, I need up. this exorcist story. Okay, come on. Back, back. Back in the room. Okay, so the story that it's based on actually happened to a young boy, not a young girl. And he has only ever been known as Roland Doe or Robbie Mannheim, both pseudonyms. And so the possession took him in the late 40s in the aftermath of his aunt's death, who who he was very close to. And there is loads of correlation between the events of the book and the film and Robbie's story. Um, They similarly recruited Catholic priests to try and exorcise him. He basically, he did the Ouija board to try and contact his aunt the Ouija board Which, had been a gift from the aunt. Don't give gifts like Ouija boards. Did that happen in the film? Yeah. In Was the it opening her aunt? scene. No. Oh. But in the opening scenes, Reagan's playing the Ouija board in I the basement. Um, and so, low, like, oh, I, he had the kind of like animalistic violence that you see Reagan with in the film. Uh, priests uh, reported. And um, scroll marks appearing on his body to spell out 
hell. Mm. Rather than help. Um, and at another point it said hello. <laughs> Which is just cheery. Writing backwards is hard. Um, but they saw it where they, the witness testimony says that the words appeared. Like it wasn't that like he arrived. Hives. It was like raised, horrible, wow. red welts. Amazing. Um, he spoke in Latin to the priests who, um, you know, they were like, he doesn't speak Latin, basically. The priests were just pretending to know Latin. They brought him to a, um, eventually, I, it was it dragged on for months and months, and uh, they eventually brought him to this kind of... Your Jesu- mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Said horrible profanities to the priests, like, you're touching off kids. <laughs> Horrible. Untrue. Untrue. And eventually they brought him to this Jesuit center and they put him in like a padded room and they exercised the fuck out of him for something like 30 days. Like Pilates or something? Unreal. It sounds like the worst juice cleanse you've ever had. Did you get it? Exercise? (laughs) (laughs) That was so amazing. And then, right, now... That's the antibiotics talking. (laughs) They shut that room and they never opened it again. They sealed it forever after they had exercised him. So he recovered. And now, of one source that did track him down in 2017, and he had completely, like, he'd retired. He'd gone on to have a normal-ish life. No family, no loved ones himself. But he'd worked in NASA. Oh, right. Um, but I could only find one place that confirmed that. And everywhere else is like, this guy is unknown. Well, of course, but he's always declined any, um, any interviews and things like that. As you would. So that is right. So Ben, William Blatty read that article and it stayed with him forever. And he wrote the book in the early 70s. So then they decided to option it for a film. And everything about the film was just impossible crazy coincidences it like I know when there's a lot of people involved in something you have to be like law of averages someone's going to averages die. people are going to injuries yeah but then another part of me is like there did genuinely seem to be this like real darkness in in this material that kind of seeped out into so many of the people that were involved so Ellen Bernstein later said I don't know if it was a jinx, but there were some really strange goings on during the making of the film. We were dealing with some very heavy material and you don't fool around with that kind of material without it manifesting in some way. There were many deaths on the film. uh, Linda Blair, who played Reagan's grandfather, died. The assistant... I hear. Was he in the film? No, but it's people connected to people in the film as well. Like, you see what I mean? It all spiders out. So Linda Blair's grandfather died. The assistant cameraman's wife had a baby that died. Oh, the man who refrigerated the set died. Jeez. The janitor who took care of the building was shot and killed. Um, it was scary. So yeah, they kind of connected nine deaths um, to the film uh, during the course of the shooting. Do you have a, how long they all, did the shooting go on? It was supposed to last for like three months. It took nine months. Okay. Because one of the first bad incidents was... So they shot a lot of it in this, like they built a Washington, Georgetown kind of house and replicated it in a warehouse. And that um, burnt to the ground in the middle of the night. And um, some people have said that it was led, the fire was the fault of a bad electric circuit. 
But it shut down filming. It just, like, the whole thing in the end took nine months when it was supposed to take three. And um, when they finally rebuilt the set, ironically, the sprinkler system um, started malfunctioning and being activated, delaying filming further. Whoa. Um, That'd be so shit. Where was that when it was burning well, to the ground? That would be absolutely shit because all your cameras and stuff would be ruined. Totally. Oh, no. Their budget was like five million. Uh, but they didn't make they 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 went over. through twice that in the end. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Father Marin, he arrived to shoot his first scenes when his brother died unexpectedly in Sweden, so he had to go. Um, he also later became very ill during the filming. Um, a guy, a character who was played by an Irish actor, he is killed by the demon in the movie. A week after he shot his scene, he died himself. Very strange. Very strange. How did he die? I don't know. But just dead. Just dead. Confirmed but dead. But like, not an old man, you know. Yeah. Definitely, you know. So the guy who plays, do you know like the hot, hot priest? Ye- Young yes, one. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Jason Miller. Um, he had a young toddler son who was playing on a beach oh when a motorcycle came out of absolutely nowhere and took the boy out and he was at death's door for weeks but Jesus. was saved in the end. Jesus Just Christ. horrific. All during filming. Um, God! Yeah. Imagine that shit going on in the background and you're going this into this job. just going on job. non-stop. Um, one of the carpenters cut off his thumb. Just like a professional carpenter. They're always looking for attention though. Those <laughs> <laughs> he cut it off on the set. God. Uh, one of the lighting technicians lost a toe. Um, you know the way there's those opening scenes in the desert yeah. with the kind yes, of like phallic right. statue um, that was all shot on location in Iraq and was like massively de- delayed and like cursed people were dying of dysentery oh no sorry people were being very ill <laughs> getting sick from dysentery and sunstroke and also that statue of Pazazu the demon was accidentally shipped to like Australia and then Los Angeles instead of Iraq Anyway, they get, things got so bad that um, the director, William Friedkin, they're all called William, it's so confusing, um, took drastic measures and had a priest come in. Uh, he wanted the priest to exercise the set, but um, the priest declined, but said that he would do a solemn blessing. And everyone connected to the production attended this. Mm-hmm. So this not was a, normal. They no. wanted to finish the job. They were desperation. I desperation. Said that they had so much pressure on them. Um, and but everyone connected to the production was so full of heebie-jeebies that, like, you, you know, everyone was Jewish, Presbyterian, atheist, all oh, came okay. to this Catholic blessing to try and like out out bad demons. You know what I mean? And then there's like lots of strange occurrences from the aftermath. So during the kind of end of production that, do you remember I was saying the Jesuit um, centre where they had exercised Rolando, the original yeah. boy? Was, yeah. That burnt down during the filming of the Very exorcist. weird. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? God, all I yeah. want to do is play this theme tune all through. And go for it, I don't mind. Um... One of uh, a witness to the Georgetown fire set who had worked in the building for about a year or about a, a decade and um, said that they remember looking up 
at the room on the fourth floor where they had shut off ever since the exorcism of Roland Doe. Mm-hmm. And he said it was the only room not in flames. Oh my God. Absolutely frightening. Terrifying. He'd also never seen inside it, so he's fucking fascinated. Oh my God. So then, right. That is fucking weird, isn't it? Imagine that. You'd be like, uh oh. No, I don't like this. No, like it. And so, do you know the way, like, um, so The Exorcist opened to being utterly panned by critics. Did it? Really? Yeah, yeah, almost resoundingly so. Did they not see the bit? They just thought it was vulgar. She came down the stairs like a spider, upside down spider. So that spider scene was cut from the original theatrical release in the 70s. Fascinating. And it was only added back in the early 2000s. What? And the scene that I have seen... With the spider walk, which is like my favourite bit in the whole movie. You know what, Cassie? It's not I even the original one. I'm going to stop you there and say I've obviously never, never watched seen the, the Exorcist because oh my it's God. terrifying and I Cassie, don't like put myself in like, You have to see it. Brilliant. That should be a right of passage. one of my favourite films when I was a teenager. You yeah, are a co-host of me. The Creep Dive yeah. and you have never seen The Exorcist. No. Not acceptable. But I have, Do to, your play you, I have to play you the true spider scene because yes. I just watched it this morning. And not realising I'd never seen the real one. Oh, no, okay. I don't think any of us have. But well, unless you've gone and found it. So you're telling no. me the scene... <laughs> you're going to love it. The best scene in the film was not in the original. Yeah. And was added at, in the early noughties. But it was sure. taken out of the original because William Blatty, who wrote the book and the screenplay, and had, I think, near constant terror of this whole project... Yeah. Um, demanded it be taken out. He thought it was just too much. Ooh. Yeah. But... Have you seen... Oh, yeah, no, of course, yes. Yeah. Well, you know the way um, they have the subliminal imagery yeah. in The Exorcist. That's right. It flashes. Yeah. So there's flashes of frames that aren't necessarily connected to the narrative. It's so fast you can't see lots... Well, you can't perceive like lots of them. No. Um, and it's been studied, you know, um, they in the to decades. Use, it since. was originally invented as an advertising uh, uh, kind of a technique. technique. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And totally, they, yeah. They kind of, uh, they decided it was bold, too much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in The Exorcist, I thought this was amazing because I'd never known this part, was that they had a lot of subliminal sound effects. How fascinating. Well. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like squealing pigs and... Screaming N- and tones. Knitted into just a regular scene, for instance. Like knitted into the regular soundscaping under scenes. Gotcha. Like just the kind of atmospheric sounds of the film. So that it like drives that sense of dread and unease. Like it's so fascinating. And when it came out in the cinema, and mm. um, there was like huge hype about the amount of people who like vomited in the aisles. Oh, that's of the right. Theater, fainting. Fainting. They claimed somebody had died of a heart attack during one screening. They claimed that it caused the um, pregnancy loss of one movie goer. Oh, God. Um, Now, lots of that is hard to substantiate. But brilliantly, I mean, huge PR for the film. Brilliant (laughs) PR, either way. Um, But, yeah, so, like, uh, William Friedkin, the director, said that... There are no subliminal images. If you can see it, it's not subliminal. Okay, fair. But they did say that in the um, in the cut, in the film, afterwards, they found a lot of strange double exposures in the negatives that shouldn't have been there and shouldn't have... What do you mean? Mm. Like, 
Um, let me. So like a double exposure is when you're filming something and you uh, you put used film back in the camera and you take another stills in it. It's like a photography technique that sometimes looks kind of cool. Haunted. Oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like layered on top of itself. Gotcha. And obviously yeah. they were shooting on film in those days. That could have happened. Well, could have happened, but it does like seem like a weird mistake to make and like a professional you make it too often. budget. Like, you know, but they had things like... Um, in one of the priest's breath clouds, it, you know, at the end of the film when it's like really horrible and cold in that room. And um, it said that they uh, could see a skull face in oh, the breath clouds. Yeah. Do um, we have any? Is there a photograph of that? There might be still. They still. must have a look through. So then um, the oft referenced serial killer. Oh, yeah. Who is in the background of oh, one of yes. the shots. I see this I'm okay with because... He's like a featured extra. Because he's You're not going to be okay when you hear this. Okay, this really, really freaked me out. I didn't like it at all. What? So I've always heard that a serial killer was kind of accidentally yeah, cast yeah, as yeah. a featured extra. As in like one of the extras turned out to be a serial killer. That's right, yeah. 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 But I never considered that he hadn't... I always presumed he'd kind of been a serial killer... Who went for a bit of, you know, casting yeah. work on the side. No, I thought he had become he a later, serial after. It's true. That <gasps> is yeah, true. Yeah. That's correct. But I felt that Not was really of, disturbing. Oh, no, I never put it to, together with it being the film. I just thought it was because his career never took off. Cassie, it's the film. It infected him. What did he also, do? Also, he, he actually wasn't an actor. He So there's scenes. Do you remember when Reagan goes in for like the medical tests? Yes. Yeah. So there's scenes in the um, hospital and they just recruited some of the actual hospital staff to play in the scene. Mm -hmm. And among them was this um, guy called Paul Bateson. Who, so he wasn't an actor in any way. He was actually just there in the hospital working. And um, he was convicted a few years later um, of murdering a journalist. Um, and then suspected of all these kind of murders in the LGBTQ community in San Francisco in the 70s. Right. Um, that was nicknamed the bag murders because he um, would lure gay men um, from clubs, stab them and dismember them and put their bodies in bags and throw them in the river. They were sometimes called by another really derogatory um, name, that rhymes with the bag murders, you can guess. And when William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, learned that this guy had been in his film, he went and found him in prison and interviewed him and then ended up directing a movie kind of depicting the crimes that Paul Bateson claimed to have uh, carried out mm -hmm. called Cruising. Starring Al Pacino. It's actually an extremely problematic film. Um, but so Bateson was never convicted of the bag murders, but claimed them. Okay. And so is believed to have had up to seven victims. Right. And I think that he was just a regular radiographer until he became he the exorcist. Oh, he was, he was haunted and then that, I don't he know. that drove it's him. Up. It's not right. So bit more from the aftermath. Just a couple of things. Right. That makes me really think that the kind of reach of the exorcist is really long and weird. So the character of Reagan, 
mainly played by Linda Blair, who was like a child actor and unreal yeah. in the role. Had uh, she had like a kind of a body stunt double for some scenes that apparently appeared for less than thirty seconds of the whole movie, yeah. but it kind of like ruined Linda Blair's chances at Oscar uh, nomination and everything. Oh, did it? Did, did they just nobody could kind of believe that she kind of did it. Also, they used a voice actress to voice some of the demonic right, voice. Okay. Mm. This woman, very eccentric. Her name was Mercedes McCambridge. She was like what this a name. eminent English radio actress who had been a big favourite of Orson Welles and apparently like uh, William Friedkin was just obsessed with Orson mm. Welles and he was like, we have to get this woman. Um, Mercedes McCambridge was a recovering alcoholic and she came to Friedkin, very fucking intense lady. She was like, I'll do it, Friedkin, um, but I need to draw up my own demons to play this role. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was like, uh, oh, uh, like how so? And she was like, I'll need to be accompanied at all times by two Catholic priests. I need to be bound and gagged and strapped to a chair and I will be drinking bourbon straight and smoking. And he was like, please don't do that. I mean, you're, you're sober. Don't compromise your sobriety. Please, please, Mercedes. And she was like, it must be done. <laughs> and she's fucking, she sounds incredible. I, I really hope that she then went, you know, back sober afterwards. But so she, funny. she fucked up her whole sobriety to do this. And the voice Amazing. is incredible. Mm. And you can see, I've seen footage of her do the voice. And it's so jarring because she was a you know, a stunning woman. And you're just like, how is she doing this? The fags. But, and the fags <laughs> and the bourbon and the uh, the priests. And so she had the priests accompany her around the clock while she was doing the recording. And um, anyway, she went on to have a very cursed uh, existence. existence. Reagan? No. Sorry. Um, this one. is Mercedes, the voice of the demon. So... She had a son called John Markle, who, I mean, he was a bit bold in terms of like appropriating funds from his mother's estate that, uh, d you know, weren't his, clearly. She was still alive uh, when he was doing this. But then, right, in November of 1987, he shot his wife and his two young daughters. Oh, God. And then himself. Wow. Yeah. And he basically left a long note um, saying, yes, he had committed these crimes and um, damning page after page his mother. against his mother and mentioning her demons and what they'd done to his life. Wow. Which is like, that, this all as a whole, I think, is not a normal cross-section of a film crew. No. William Blatty's son died tragically at 19. Oh. So he was the author of The Exorcist. And he, I think, was the one, he was the Cassie of this scenario. I think he had the absolute fear. From day yeah. one. From day one. But what if you've just done it to me? What if I walk out and maybe it's like, it's all of these people that you wouldn't expect. Like, it's not the main star. It's the poor lighting guy who loses his toe. It's the mm. poor carpenter who loses a thumb. It's the grandfather of somebody else who's dropped dead. And now here I am, the innocent of us all. I'm going to walk out and yeah. get by a fucking bus on my way over to the gym. Just <laughs> trying to we'll live my why. best life. And we'll now know why. We mm. won't even because this episode will probably never get out. If <laughs> I die today, please release this. On Friday, my laptop doesn't have a password. Just press enter. You know, I bet you'll go back to this recording and it'll just be like, please, can we play with this? I'm from hell. Oh my God. So can we play?
talk can we, about you not being allowed to do that into can the Can we play the player the clip? Yeah. Cassie, beautiful. Wait till Deleted you watch this. Scene. You can't unsee this. Spider-Wolf. But I'm going to hold is. your eyes open like clockwork orange. I really hope <laughs> you guys feel bad when I am hit by It's an amazing So scene. I think that actually fundamentally proves um, that... Don't look yet. That it's true. That it was cursed. It was cursed. Absolutely. Magnificent. The tongue. Oh. Right, so she just came down oh. on her, oh. and she's oh. running after it on her hands and feet, licking with the tongue after your one. Anyway, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I cut it from the original because they thought it was too intense. It is yeah. too intense. Which oh my God, is. I feel so uneasy. Now, it we is. have to use that as our gift for Oh, it's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning and I feel shook. I have it's like, shocking. like a awful feeling inside of my body. I'm going to cut out the bit where I said I've never seen The Exorcist so that as my plan to date has been when anybody asks me do I want to watch The Exorcist I say I've seen it too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. Anyway, this is brilliant. Thank you. Uh, what an epic uh, film and a great, uh, yeah. well, terrible for those people. I but do have to shout out one source that was really good. It's If you liked this, there's a long form series called Inside dot 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 and they've done Jaws, Psycho and The Exorcist. And podcast? it's a podcast by Wondery. And uh, so there's like a seven part series that goes into this. Amazing. So that's very No need good. to listen and to then, it. You've done all the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It's such a good series. But yeah. Um, thank you again. Listening another solid creep. Uh, Hope everyone feels a little bit less uneasy than I feel. <laughs> you guys get to listen to this on a Friday and then sleep in on a Saturday and just hold yourselves and each other um, or to rub, touch against somebody Just touch against uh, the person next to you thanks for listening don't forget if you want to support us please patronise us uh, patreon.com patreon.com sorry forward slash the creep, the creep dive, dive. Uh, our next show doesn't matter it's sold out but uh, we'll have another one soon and we'll tell you all about it thanks for coming see you next week bye, bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.